This episode of Twilight Thriller Radio is brought to you by Nevermore. Rapping, rapping, tapping, tapping, get back to your napping, napping, evermore with Nevermore. And now, Upstart Arts presents Twilight Thriller Radio. Join us as we journey into the dark recesses of the human mind. Will you be driven to madness by the sound of the telltale heart? It's all true. Nervous. Very, very dreadfully nervous I had been and am. (laughs) But why would you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all, my sense of hearing was most acute. I heard all things in heaven and on earth. I hear many things from hell. How then am I mad? Hearken, observe how sanely, how calmly I can tell you the whole story. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain, but once there, it haunted me day and night. Object there was none, passion there was none. I love the old man. Ah, good morning, my young lad. Good morning, sir. I trust you slept well. Very well, indeed. I have brought your breakfast, sir. Let me help you sit up. Oh, you are a good lad. Everything smells delicious as usual. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. One of his eyes resembled that of a vulture. A pale blue eye with a film over it. Come closer to me, lad. Why are you standing there in the shadows? Whenever the eye fell upon me, my blood ran cold. Ah, now I can see you more clearly. Tell me, what is the weather like outside today? It is a mild day, and the sun is shining. Very good, very good. That will be all, my good lad. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And so by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye forever. You fancy me mad? (laughs) Madmen know nothing. But you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution... With what foresight, with what dissimulation, I went to work. I was never kinder to the old man than during the whole week before I killed him. Ah, good morning, my young lad. Good morning, sir. Here is your breakfast. What is this? A veritable feast. Bacon and sausage. What a treat. Yes, yes, dear sir. Only the best for you. And every night, about midnight, I would go to his room while he slept. I turned the latch and opened the door. Oh, but I did it gently. And then, when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, 
I put in a dark lantern, closed, so that no light shone out. <laughs> oh, you would have laughed to see how cunningly I did it. I moved slowly, very, very slowly, so that I might not disturb the old man's sleep. It took me an hour to place my whole head within the opening, so that I could see him as he lay upon his bed. Ha! <laughs> would a madman have been so wise as this? And then when my head was well in the room, I undid the lantern cautiously, oh, so cautiously. I undid it just so much that a single thin ray fell upon the vulture eye. I did this for seven long nights, every night, just at midnight, but I found the eye always closed, and so it was impossible to do the work, for it was not the old man who vexed me, but his evil eye. And every morning... Good morning, my young lad. Good morning, sir. I trust you slept well. Very well, indeed. That is wonderful to hear, sir. I am glad you are sleeping so comfortably. You are a kind young lad to worry about the comforts of a sick old man. He would have been a very profound old man, indeed, to suspect that every night, just at twelve, I looked in upon him while he slept. Upon the eighth night... I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. Never before that night had I felt the extent of my own powers, of my intelligence. I could scarcely contain my feelings of triumph to think that there I was, opening the door little by little, and he did not even dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. <laughs> Perhaps he heard me. No, I did not draw back. The room was as black as pitch. The shutters were closed tightly for fear of robbers. <laughs> the veil ever clouded his evil eye. He could not see the opening of the door, and I kept pushing it open, steadily, steadily. Who is there? Who is there, I say? I kept quiet and still and said nothing. For a whole hour I did not move a muscle, and I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting in his bed, just as I had done, night after night, hearkening to the death watches in the wall. <coughs> this was a groan of mortal terror. It was not a groan of pain or of grief. Oh, no. <coughs> this was the low, stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul when overcharged with awe. Many a night, when all the world slept, that sound had also welled up from my own bosom, deepening with its dreadful echo the terrors that distracted me. <laughs> I knew how the old man felt, and I pitied him. <laughs> but I also chuckled at heart. I knew that he had been lying awake ever since that first slight sound, when he had turned in his bed. It is nothing, nothing. It's nothing but oh, the wind in the chimney. <laughs> His fears had begun growing upon him. It is only a, a, a mouse crossing the floor. <laughs> it is merely a cricket outside the window. Yes, he was trying to comfort himself with all these reasons. 
but he had found all in vain. Death stalked the room with his black shadow. It was the mournful influence of his dark shadow that caused him to feel my presence in the room. When I had waited a long time, very patiently, without him lying down, I resolved to open a little crevice in the lantern. So I opened it. You cannot imagine how stealthily, stealthily until, at length, a dim, single dim ray shot from the crevice and fell upon the vulture eye. It was open, wide, wide open, and I grew furious as I gazed upon it, a dull blue with a hideous veil over it that chilled the very marrow in my bones. Who is there? Who are you? And have I not told you what you mistake for madness is but over acuteness of the senses? Now I say there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound, such as a watch makes when wrapped in cotton. I knew the sound well. It was the beating of the old man's heart. But even yet, I refrained and kept still. I scarcely breathed. The old man's terror must have been extreme. Louder, louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I have told you that I am nervous. I am. I thought the heart must burst. The sound would surely be heard by the neighbors. No more! Ah! No! No! And now we pause for a word from our sponsor. Are you now more concerned about what's lurking outside your chamber door? Is it the wind or something more? Let us ease your mind with a bit of newfangled lore. Rapping, rapping, tapping, tapping, get back to your napping, napping, evermore with nevermore. Are you pining or divining? Have you unduly started rhyming about the crowds that might be lining, lining up outside your door? Rapping, rapping, tapping, tapping, get back to your napping, napping, evermore with nevermore. With a flirt and a flutter, our stately raven app will ever utter these words that will forever burn into your bosom's core. Leave behind the rapping, tapping, get back to your napping, napping, evermore with nevermore. Leave your loneliness unbroken. Be safe at home with nevermore. Order now for your free Busta Palace Athene. The deed was done. I had dragged the old man to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. The old man was dead. Yes, he was stone, stone dead. I placed my hand upon his heart and held there for many minutes. It did not beat. He was stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. If you still think me mad, you will think so no longer when I describe how wise with precaution I... How... When I described the wise precautions I took next. First, I dismembered the corpse. I cut off the head, and then the arms, and then the legs. Then I took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited all below. I then replaced the board so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. 
There was nothing to wash out, no stain of any kind, no blood spot, whatever. A tub had caught it all. <laughs> a heavy rain began. Four o'clock. Still dark as midnight. What had I now to fear? Hello? Good morning, good sir. Officers, how can I help you? We're sorry to disturb you at such an early hour, but we have had a report to the police station. A neighbor reported hearing a shriek during the night. A shriek? They suspect foul play. We've been instructed to search the premises. Come in, come in, out of the rain in the dark. It is rather wet out here, thank you. Did you hear a shriek? Uh, oh, must have been my own. I was having a strange dream. The neighbors shared that an old man lives here as well. Where might he be? Ah, uh, the old man is not here. He's visiting his relations in the country. I see. Might we have a look around? Of course, of course. Search the house well. I smiled. What did I to fear? I took my visitors all over the house. At length, I led them to his chamber. The old man's room? Yes, quite. See here? All the man's treasures, secure and unharmed. As I said, he's out of the country. Yes, all looks to be in order here. So enthusiastically confident was I that I invited them to sit there in his room. Come, come, you must be feeling tired after all this walking and searching at such an early hour. Will you rest for a moment out of the rain? Oh, yes, that's very kind. Thank you very much. I am sure the rain will pass soon. Here we are. In the wild audacity of my perfect triumph, I placed my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse of the victim. So, what exactly is your relationship to this old man? Oh, I take care of him. The old man is nearly blind and quite unwell. You are a good young chap to take care of an old, sickly man. I imagine that he pays well? Oh yes, quite well. I'm so sorry that my neighbors disturbed you with their call. All in our line of work, I assure you. No trouble at all. And to have to come out in this rain. We do get some strange calls from time to time. Remember that call last week about the dog that kept barking? I felt myself getting pale and wished them gone. My head ached and I fancied a ringing in my ears. But still they sat and chatted. The ringing became more distinct. It continued and gained definitiveness until... At length, I found the noise was not within my ears. I say, sir, are you quite all right? You've gone rather pale, young chap. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm quite fine. Do you hear that? Hear what? That strange... <clears throat> There's a strange sound. I do not hear a thing. Perhaps I hear a bird chirping off in the distance. I say there's a beating sound. The, the rain on the roof. No, no, it's not that. Perhaps I hear a carriage on a far-off street. Is that what you hear, sir? No, it's not a carriage. I do not know why you cannot hear the sound. It's perfectly clear. There, surely you must hear it. My good sir. A sound like a watch wrapped in cotton. Yes, I, I think that's the rain on the roof, sir. No, damn you, that's not it at all. <laughs> Is this some sort of game? 
perhaps it's the sound of a mouse in the walls? <laughs> Why do you laugh? It's getting louder and louder. Why does it get louder? Uh, it is a hungry mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I swung the chair upon which I was sitting and grated across the floorboards, but the noise arose over all and continued, continually increased. Yes, that'll scare the mouse away. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then they smiled at me. Was it possible they heard not? How else could they laugh and joke with the heart being so hide- beating so hideously loud? Almighty God, no. No, they heard. They were making a mockery of my horror. This I thought, and this I think. I could bear their hypocritical smiles and laughter no longer. I felt I must scream or die. Uh, uh, perhaps we have disturbed your rest? You should go back to sleep, good sir. Villains, dissemble no more. I admit the deed. Tear up the planks. Here, here, it is the beating of his hideous heart. Thank you for listening to this episode of Upstart Arts Presents Twilight Thriller Radio. Sleep well. Twilight Thriller Radio is an Upstart Arts virtual production. The Telltale Heart was adapted from the original by Paige Hoke and performed by David Lang, Ashley Pierce, Joan Concilio, and Gina Wagner. The Raven Ad was adapted and performed by Michelle Denise Norton and Gail Eubank. Composing and editing was done by musical director Miguel Vela. For more information about Upstart Arts, find us on social media or email us at upstartartspa at gmail.com.